0: Welcome to The Hundred Marathon Club by me, Darren Smith, and this is number 81, the Thames Path 50k, 9th of September 2023, the one where the thermometer broke. I find myself in my comfort zone, so to speak. When you've had a poor or bad experience, I think it's perfectly acceptable, or it is a perfectly acceptable strategy, to withdraw to a safe space a rec- to recover, to recuperate and build a base from which you can then try again later. After a piss-poor start to 2023 and only running three of the intended ten marathons and ultras, I have withdrawn fully back into my shell, so to speak. The shell being the impregnable comfort of lap races, hell on the Humber and action challenges where you can pretty much fucking walk after day one of pilgrim challenge or was it day two yes it was day two because of the rail strikes uh, i dropped down to a single ultra then i dropped down to the half instead of the marathon at Sten and stinger with lewis i binned the south Downs Way 50 miler because i had also binned the multi-day highland ultra However, I was put back on track with the Action Challenge Easter 50k around Windsor in April. Tick. Two DNFs later, thanks to my brother, and I was only two out of a possible ten uh, into my year, which is quite disappointing. And so, by returning to the Action Challenge North Down, at Challenges North Down Challenge 50, pouring rain in July, uh, the hell on the Humber in August, and now the action challenges Thames Path 50 in September. From being 2 out of a possible 10, I'm now 5 out of a possible 13, which immediately sounds a lot better, doesn't it? Well I think it does. Adding that next up I will be walking the tail uh, for Matt Jones at the Swindon 50 in October, the New York City Marathon in November, and then a lovely lap race around Peterborough, Time Warp as it is known, in December, and I should, although nothing is guaranteed, finish the year on 8 of 16 for the year. So going from 20% success to 50% success, over the course of the second half of the year, it isn't all that bad, is it? And that, of course, would mean eight marathons and ultras in a year, including another of the majors. Well, that's not bad either, is it? It would also mean that I finish the year on 84, leaving just 16 to get to my, ch- my uh, target of 100 marathons and above in 10 years. I also have all of 2024 and up to September 25 to do it if I am. But let's move on. I had run the Thames Path Challenge before last year, in fact, and it was a relatively easy one. The route follows the Thames from Putney West with a 50k finishing in Runnymede and the 100k in Henley. You would pass a lot of rowing, boating, skiff, and punting clubs, and none of the checkpoints would measure the right distance. For the 100k, surely, yes, you're fine, but the first checkpoint should be at 12.5, right? No. And then a quarter of the way should be 25, right? No. Then there should be one at 37.5. No, and so on and so on with twelve and a half increments until you get to one hundred. That is how I would do it. But do they do that? Do they fuck? And they sell bibs for the hundred k in one go, hundred k over two days with camping. uh I think it's at a local school from the complete debacle last year. Uh, first fifty k, second fifty k, and the quarter distances. But I don't know how they can do the quarter distances, because the quarter distances aren't anywhere near a quarter. You know, the 20k mark, 25k mark, sorry, the first quarter was actually at 29. And therefore the second quarter was only 21k to get to 50. I am genuinely shrugging here. I'm using the shrug emoji uh, to actually illustrate what I think about their measurements. Regardless, I would once again be running the first half, as before, from Putney, which is easy to get to, my old stomping ground when I moved back to the UK in 2010 with my then-American wife. I actually lived in the Gilbert Scott building uh, in Putney, which Gilbert Scott, I think, was this architect that also designed the phone box. I'm not 100% sure of that. And uh, I would stay for this race... On the south side of the river, in Putney itself, at the Lodge Hotel, which was very, very plush. Moving on, I would stay on the south. Well, basically, the way that it, the way the race works is you start on the north side of the river. You then cross Putney Bridge and then you're on the south side of the river pretty much until you get to Hampton Court and Esher and that way. You then uh, cross one bridge, go around a loop around a park which is Hampton Court I believe, and then we cross another bridge, and then you stay on that side of the river, which again is the south side of the river, for a while until you get to halfway 29k as it is. You then cross back across uh, the river, uh, as and then you go head past Shepperton, where the famous movie studios are, uh, before you eventually cross back again uh and then follow it round as far as Money mead. pretty much it's you know they they do lots of uh, these races across the thames so oh you know i did the thames bridges challenge which is where you go 16 bridges starting at putney and heading the other way east as far as uh tower bridge and you're zigging and zagging taking alternately crossing the bridge uh, the river uh, depending on which bridge you're on and it was hot this day was hot we've had one of these changeable summers but this day this day in particular was hot as i said last time out you always learn from your successes as well as your mistakes and last time out this was very comfortable this time around I was wearing different shoes, the new New Balance Supercomps that I would be wearing for New York that I wore for Hell on the Humber and they did, by the end of the day, give me a, a nasty blister on the outside of my right foot. That would be uncomfortable but tolerable. The other issue this year was the bloody weather. It is never that easy running in the UK. At the North Downs Challenge, they said there would be rain from about 3 in the afternoon. So, for all intents and purposes, I believed that I would have completed the race by the time that I by the time it started raining. However, it actually started raining at 7:30 in the morning and it didn't stop the whole day. So I spent the entire 50k in mud and drenched. This time round, it was in the middle of one of those Indian summers, those heat waves in the autumn, that the press over-exaggerate and the online community of running twats moan about after they head out in 30 degree temperatures and feel unwell. A danger of life kind of weather question mark well only if you're an idiot but let's face it there are plenty of idiots out there i have been across africa i've run in comrades i've run i've been through the desert i've been to morocco and the sahara i have been through the um the mojave uh in california Uh, i've been through death valley i know fucking hot i used to work in egypt this was one of those days that probably started 26, 27, would peak at 30, 31. It would feel hotter, but again, we were on the river, so the the sun would reflect off the water. You need to prepare for those things. I had a spray of factor 50 with me, so I was being that level of sensible. I wasn't going to go out and just frazzle and end up you know, looking like a beetroot by the end of the day. I actually prepared. They did tell us all in a message the day before that bring two litres of water and I saw people that were carrying the 500 milliliter bottles in their hand, one of those hand bottles that kind of strap around the hand. So not necessarily knowing how far you had to go before the next checkpoint, that was a bit stupid. Personally I had... um, decided early doors because i i tell you what i take exception i'm not not cheap by any stretch of the imagination but i take exception to having to pay five pounds for bag check at a race that cost 150 and action challenges really do take the piss it used to be and some of their races would be that if you're a runner then it's free or if you're um uh if it's a point to point race you pay the five pounds but if it's a a loop where you finish at the start point then it should be free because after all all you're doing is dumping your bag on the floor it's it's hardly being transported anywhere anyway these pricks charge you five pounds and i was not ever happy about giving them five pounds especially at easter when they just covered everyone's bags in mud So what I did this time, rather than taking just my um, uh, Salomon uh, running hydration vest, this time I took my OM original mountain marathon light pack. I had two bottles of drink and a soft flask and my clothes that I traveled down with on the night before, which was literally just a pair of sweatpants and a hoodie. I put that into it and suddenly I had everything I needed with me. Like I said, I saw people with nothing more than a small handheld bottle, which in this weather is stupid. It's hardly the potential death that the British press will pretend make it out to be, but it's still stupid. Also, again, this is learn, learning those lessons kind of thing. Um, when I went down to the North Downs Challenge uh, for... The 50k there not the last time out the time before that um i, I my start time was like my seven thirty. but because my hotel was right by the start of the race i actually got there for seven or just after quarter past seven and people were already in the starting pen and i wanted to get into the starting pen but they wouldn't let me because they said you need to get the at least in time for the race briefing, where they tell you all the safety things, which is effectively, you know, look out for your fellow runners, straight walkers, make sure you're hydrated, and these are what the signs look like. It's hardly the race briefing that is going to save your life, to be fair. However, um, I got down there about 7.15, the race briefing was already going on, and they wouldn't let me in the pen. This time, I decided maybe... Just maybe, because I was very local at the hotel, I'll get down there for a bit before 7. And I did. And it meant that I could sneak into the 7 o'clock start rather than the 7.30 start and get a half-hour head start on the day. And given the fact that the day was supposed to be, and to quote the British press, so hot it is in danger to life, I thought getting an extra half-hour on the route was a clever idea. So, I would take it easy. In the soft, soft, soft soles of my new balance, uh, the super comps that I bought for New York and broke in at Hoth. They did me well, and if I, I believed that they did me well at Hoth for 12 hours pounding the Humber Bridge, so they would certainly be okay for this. So after avoiding the warm up, as per and never do the warm up, we all headed out. And it was a stunningly beautiful day on the water. Rowers went by in their twos and their fours and their eights with their coaches calling to them um, through old school megaphones. Um, and we all took it easy. I mean, a lot of us were taking it easy. No one, I mean, I would say no one was breaking their neck to try to finish, but the guy who did the 100 did it in 7.35 or something. So he did 100k in the heat in 7.35. Fair play to the boy. I was taking it easy, taking pictures. For the the ridiculous cost of entry uh, as I hit the first checkpoint, uh, I was pretty pissed to see the sign saying only one pastry per person. But it angered me and I shouldn't have got angry because karma made it the driest custard danish that I've ever attempted to eat it was drier than gandhi's flip-flop and after one tough bite and swallow I threw it away but I was already a quarter of the way in and I was warmed up and the day was warming up too Now, there there were other events going on on the day. The Richmond Run Fest was going on with a 10k, half and full marathon. They actually pulled the plug on the full marathon due to concerns about people being on the course. I mean, some finished, those quick people finished, including uh, Emma, a friend of mine, Emma. She actually finished, uh, whilst another friend, Jimbo, crazy Jimbo, he actually didn't. And he was pretty pissed about it. So some were finished, some finished, others weren't given the chance because they pulled the plug because there was actually no water after 22 miles, which is a bit shocking because water is everywhere. And halfway through my race, uh, you get a meal voucher. And this basically there's a, a, a pasting tables, you can get a roll, cheese and ham, cheese and pickle, tuna salad, cheese and salad, etc. Lots of options. Packet of crisps, different flavours. Cans of drink, different alternatives. Muffins, chocolate bars, pick up a penguin kind of thing. So i got a cheese and pickle roll, one can of cold drink, a cup of sugary tea, and the guy ahead of me was being a real prick. He was complaining that, well, what is this? And they said, well, this, this token that you've given us is for a meal. And then he said, well, this isn't a meal. Dude, you are only 25k into a walk 25k into a walk It was only 10 o'clock And, I mean, it was a bit of a fatty So really, you could fucking deal do without having a fucking full meal at 10 o'clock on a Saturday morning Have the roll In fact, you shouldn't even have the roll At 50k, there would be hot food uh, and there would be things like a, a chicken curry, a vegetable curry, spaghetti bolognese, that kind of thing. I didn't have any of it. And there would be a big food at the end, because, you know, uh, 10, 100k. You know, so people who get to halfway and the full distance deserve a hot meal. Everybody else, a sandwich is probably all you need. What do you want? A fucking roast dinner? Jog on, fat boy. I got what I needed, uh, and then I left. I'd also made a decision. One, don't be a prick like that fat guy. Two, stop at the next ice cream van I see. And that's what I did. First ice cream van, I got an ice cold bottle of water and a 99 flake. It was actually on the bridge just after Hampton Court. And it was glorious. And I now had the taste from Mr. Whippy, and I wanted more, and I would get more. I would stop in total at four ice cream trucks, getting in no particular order a bottle of water, a bottle of orange Fanta, a strawberry and raspberry slushy, a 99 flake, and a Calippo. I would also, and I think Lewis and JK and the boys are proud of this, I also stopped at three pubs and had a pint of it pint of teach a Heineken, a Camden Hills, and a Stella. As I don't really care about time, you might have picked up that I don't care about time, I just enjoyed the air conditioning at the pubs and the shade as I sat, reapplied the uh, Factor 50 and supped on ice cold beers before heading out in the baking sun and joining the walking dead who were shuffling their way uh, to to Runnymede and beyond. I've also upgraded my headphones, again this is learning lessons from before. My Mifos, which are like in-ear pods, they always run out within 3 or 4 hours, in fact I think the the charge is getting less and less over time. So what I did was I bought a new pair of headphones, um, Simplitech. They are, and they, are over, they go over the ears, but they are pods, but they go over the ears. Uh, they're individual, they haven't got, like, a wire or anything. Bluetooth headphones. And so, I listen to music. Presen- Presently, um I've got uh, a thing for the Guardians of the Galaxy, the third movie having come out. And so, I've got a playlist that has all three Guardians of the Galaxy soundtracks. So that's all of the actual music from like, you know, Beastie Boys and uh, Faith No More and, you know, all those, you know, all the band bands, you know, Earth, Wind and Fire, Flaming Lips, all those different bands. Um, so I have all three of those, one after the other in the same playlist, plus the three incidental music sound, uh, you know, albums. So that's the the incidental music that sort of uh, the orchestral stuff, you know, like, you know, when they all hold hands Uh, at the end of the first Guardians movie, and it's like, we're the Guardians of the Galaxy, bitch. Um, I also have a big thing for the Beastie Boys at the moment, and I'll be running the New York City Marathon as ad-rock, with the Stuyvesant um, red t-shirt and the Mac Trucker cap, which I had made. So I'm going to look the part, but again, Beastie Boys playlist keeps me going and so to break up the day with beers and ice creams and to enjoy the weather and the jeans I just fucking enjoyed it I took photos, I chatted with people I stopped at ice cream trucks I stopped at pubs and I finished, I think I finished about an hour faster than last time which was okay because um, I, I was just kind of ambling along so I guess without all of the stops I could have done even better but I didn't need to do even better This is what I wanted. What I wanted was to reach 100 marathons and above number 81 without dying on one of those it's so hot it's a danger to life kind of days. And then when I finished the last time out, this race, the bus driver was dropping some people off to the school where they camp at halfway, and it was a clusterfuck. It was an utter clusterfuck because... Um, the bus driver was some old geezer who, the, and the school where the camp was, was down a, a narrow suburban road where um, there were cars parked on both sides and he had trouble getting around that. Um, that took forever. It literally took like 45 minutes to do the five-minute journey to Stain Station. This time we had some miserable old guy who is being massively over-officious, and who's saying, I'm not allowed to let you on the on the bus, even though it's got air conditioning and it's 32 degrees out here, um, until Amy turns up. And we're like, well, who the fuck is Amy? And it's like, turns out that he'd be told that only to let people on uh, if, if one of the administrators uh, from the race is with them. Now, Amy, it turns out, had sent us over in the first place but we stood there in the baking heat waiting to get on this fucking bus whatever i made it to you know i was i had to wait 15 minutes for the bus and when i got to Stain station i had to wait 4 minutes for the next train to get me home in fact i got home an hour and a half earlier than planned so that's a win-win situation and so that was 100 marathon club number 81 for me in a little under eight years. My next one, the next one up, is the Swindon 50k, which I shall be doing the walking or running, walking the tail for Matt Jones, collecting the signs from the 19k point, uh, and just making sure everyone's healthy and safe as they get around. So I've got, a, I've got my WA, WAA uh, backpack with two great big bottles on it, with. Um, sun cream and spare socks and a spare pair of shoes and waterproof and and uh, a dirty great first aid kit in case anybody needs it so if anybody is at the swindon 50k um i've got your back